0: been an entire can you believe it's been an entire day and we we we, we had to wait to, to to get all the rest of these entries out can you believe we had to wait all this time
1: yeah the anticipation was killing me
0: yeah i'm sure it was killing all two of our listeners as well
1: oh yeah just waiting on bated breath yeah. To, to hear what is the best music of 2017.
0: And the, the only music people should even be bothering to listen to, if we're being honest. I mean, why would you listen to anything that's not on both of these lists?
1: Yeah, no, this is like, this is your 2017 in summation.
0: Yeah, like the only, the only good shit you should be listening to, right on this list, right on this list why Taylor can't wait to tell you all about the new Queens of the Stone Age record. So you're saying it's number two? <laughs>
1: uh, it is a number two, that's for damn sure. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, why would you? Why would people go out of their way to listen to things they don't like and then bitch about them, you know?
1: Uh, because... Th- they get their sexual gratification from complaining on the internet.
0: Mm, mm. No, is no, my you, theory. You you do have this really bad, awful opinion about Radiohead,
1: though. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't about this isn't about my uh, correct opinion. Oh yeah, about correct opinion. Yeah,
0: you get the fuck off my podcast. How about that? How about I do the rest <laughs> of this by myself, and I'll make your entire list just all Radiohead. <laughs>
1: They didn't release any albums this year. I don't
0: care. And, and you're like, well, Taylor's sitting in the list. I don't know what the hell she was thinking.
1: <laughs> Taylor was struck by a sudden case of laryngitis that looked suspiciously like blunt force trauma to the throat.
0: <laughs> so we're here to count down the last five albums of the year, and Taylor's going to get us started off with a bar burner, I bet.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a little bit of a... What the kids these days call a banger, a banger. Uh, anyway, my number five is Hyper Opal Mantis by Kangding Ray. Okay. <laughs> uh, for those of you who didn't understand a word I just said. No, I
0: I understood that there were words, and I knew there were words in there. I don't know what any of them mean or how they fit together in this equation at all. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do some uh, diagramming here.
1: Alright, so Kang Ding Ray Rampa, got it Kang Ding Rampa is sort of the solo project of a uh, prolific experimental musician named David Letelier Mm
2: -hmm.
1: who I believe is German Mm. and uh, despite all of his like weird music concretes and sound design background he makes techno music
0: Oh, well, that's what you do, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, but it's on here because he makes really good techno music. That's hard to like, come by. With, like, crystal clear production and creepy industrial atmosphere and good melodies.
0: Ooh. Those are things that I never hear associated with techno music at all.
1: Yep, well, he, managed, he finds a way. He crams in just this like, cyberpunk dystopian future sound into these ten little floor-to-the-floor-banging techno tracks. Nice. I I was turned on to him in 2014 when he released an album called Solon's Mm Ark, and what caught my attention immediately about this guy is that his kick drum sounds are not always your typical kick drum sound. Mm Like the best example I can think of is there's he has a song called Amber Decay where the kick drum is actually like really like like by all accounts is boxy and thin sounding. Mm -hmm. But when it but when you listen to it as part of the whole, it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Why does everybody just keep using the 808 sound for every song they do? Because
0: it's the only, because it's the one that they don't have to tune to get any kind of bass out of, because it's already there.
1: Because it's just boom, boom, boom. <laughs>
0: yeah, like you don't have to tune it at all. You just throw an eight hundred eight in there, and boom, you're good.
1: <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, you could tune it. Just tune it to the bottom.
0: <laughs> but most people don't want to bother with the effort.
1: Yeah. But yeah, Kangding Ray. It's all instrumental cobbled together techno music i believe this album he made one album entirely from samples and then i believe this album is made and was his first that he made entirely in the box so to speak Mm. so like this is the one that's constructed without any like external hardware or ex or like you know samples of other people playing right he's like so he's like this was like sort of to challenge myself to do things the right way for once
0: <laughs> so going the traditionalist route and showing these young kids how it's really done
1: yeah pretty much and the track I picked off this album is on Demantis, mm. and it's uh yeah it sounds good you'll hear it soon let's, enough. Let's,
0: let's listen to it right now
1: So, Polly, what's your number five? Marilyn Manson, "Have It Upside Down."
0: It's good. It's good record. <laughs> don't know if you knew that already. We probably already covered that a bit in the last episode. It's yeah. a, a good thing about having crossover
1: is I don't have to talk so much. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's more than a few there's more than a few instances of that. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: Like I yeah, I, you're gonna probably laugh at. Every single one of my next choices more than likely.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Marilyn Manson record's great. We love the fuck out of it. As diehard Manson fans, you couldn't really ask for a better thing from Manson at this point other than, hey, an album of good music.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and he's, he's delivered. Yes. His, his partnership with Mr. Tyler Bates. Is paying off. Definitely paying off. I had to remember if it was Bader Bates because one is a wrestler and one is a musician.
0: Oh, uh, big difference there in professions. It turns out, yeah, those two are uh, not even remotely similar.
1: Unless, unless you're Jeff Hardy, who makes really weird hippie music. Oh lord! You you remember him as Coal Chamber guy from the 2001 Royal Rumble? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Coal Chamber guy.
0: I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but yeah, I chose Saturnalia because it's a long awesome track and you don't get oh, yeah. you don't get like long epic tracks from Marilyn Manson typically
1: and then when you do you get I want to kill you like they do in the movies which I like I like it but I feel but I feel like that can be a divisive opinion yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I think The Garden uh was also one of those long ones that yeah a lot of people didn't like much but I liked it oh, I was all right yeah Saturnalia yeah. it's a long manson song that's really pretty good and has a good flow to it so here you go Saturnalia
3: blinded by blackness, just empty shells in the deafening void, far
0: less sunsets. Taylor?
1: Yes?
0: Gonna need your number four if we're gonna progress any further here.
1: Alright, well, my number four, I'm coming at you with some old school shit. Oh shit. This is a record I didn't know was happening until practically the week before it happened. Uh-huh. And let's just say that a record like this from this band has been a long time coming. It's Post Self by Godflesh.
0: I knew this was coming, yeah.
1: Yeah. As soon as you said,
0: so, like, old school, I was like, oh, I know where you're going.
1: Yeah. So, Godflesh, for those of you who aren't aware, is a Birmingham-England industrial metal duo... That went from 1989 to like 2001 and then reformed from the ashes in about... Well, they did a couple of reunion tours, but they kind of like reformed for real in Mm 2013-ish. And in 2014, they dropped an album called A World Lit Only by Fire, which was one of the heaviest things ever recorded. And it was pretty much... Uh, pretty much just Justin Broderick indulging in his desires for just the chuggiest, eight-stringiest heavy groove metal ever. Mm. But uh, a lot of people I know, including uh, some people I've been in bands with, were disappointed that it was kind of like a safe Godflesh album. Yeah, he's like, it's just Street Cleaner with eight strings.
0: That's. I, I don't like, think that that's a bad. I don't think that that's a wrong interpretation.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing, but I can see where they're coming from. Post self is mid-era godflesh. Yeah. There's some heavy there's some heaviness going on, but it's far more it's a lot more restrained and experimental and weird kind of like Kind of like us and them. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of shocked by this album because JKB hates that album. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why it's one of his better albums.
0: That's kind of the thing with artists, though—they kind of usually hate their most, like, you know, their most revered work.
1: I think. I I feel like he I feel like his sentiments are that it wasn't a Godflesh record.
0: I can kind of see that.
1: But you know. Yeah. But this is kind of like, this is kind of like the realization of. Justin Broderick's, like, latter career experimentalism merged with the Godflesh abrasiveness once again. Yeah. And it is great. <laughs> good album. Fantastic. Yes. The uh, song I picked was Mortality Sorrow. That's where I would have gone. Mm. So again, noisy, industrial, soundscape It's Godflesh. It's good shit. Yes. Polly, yo, I'm here. I'm away. Give us, give us your mighty number four. My mighty number four
0: is a comeback album. We've been having oh. a lot. Of, I've been having a lot of those in the last few years. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> popping up again.
1: Yeah, everyone's deciding. Everyone's deciding. Hey, we're a band again.
0: <laughs> we're we're a band again, and maybe we still have it. We probably I, don't. Hello, we're Veruca Salt. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Rhett. I hated that album. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, At the Drive-In is back. Woo! And everybody
1: hates it. You know, on like uh, I feel bad. I totally forgot to listen to this album. Oh wow! So,
0: man, like, it's. Everybody I know, like, that was an At The Drive-In fan does not like Interalia at all. And it's just like, they were expecting Relationship of Command too, And it's just like, did you guys not listen to the musical journey that these guys went on for 17 years after At The Drive-In?
1: Apparently they didn't know. Do you not know, yeah. like,
0: where Cedric's been going vocally? Do you not know what the fuck, you know... Omar has been doing on guitar by releasing 138 albums every day.
1: And occasionally a good one. <laughs>
0: and occasionally a good one. It's just like, you know, like, like in 17 years, these guys have kind of aged. So a little bit of that intensity is going to get cut off, right? I mean, yeah. you can't go full bore the same way, like, when you're close to 50 like like you did back in two thousand when relationship of command was the hot new shit, um, but I absolutely loved Interalia, and I think that it still has a lot of the same intensity, but it but it brings with it a lot more of that structured musicality that you know was kind of drilled in from things like the Mars Volta, where the songs have. little bit more of an elaborate structure to them or they don't necessarily have to be screaming their head off to make a point maybe we can let cedric sing and not blow his vocal cords out all the time Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: (laughs) i mean he's not that great live anyway but uh yeah in the studio like let's let him kind of let's let him work with what he's got um, but yeah, like this is still like, like a lot of people were like comparing this to, uh, the anti-mask record, uh, which came out uh, a couple years ago, which was kind of just like this short punk record kind of thing that they did with a similar lineup. But it's just like, I don't really hear that at all because anti-mask is very, very traditional straightforward rock music with kind of cut with a punk edge Whereas, yeah. this is, whereas this new at-the-drive-in record is still very at-the-drive-in. Like, it's still got a lot of that rolling energy. It's just not as unfocused and chaotic. Uh, which, maybe that was the magic for some people. I think it's just, oh, we didn't get another one-armed scissor. Crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should, you should never expect... You shouldn't you should never go in expecting them a band that's been gone for twenty years to sound like they always did back then. No, no, it's
0: just not gonna happen. Uh, and the track that I chose from Inter Alia is Holt's Claw. Just yeah, it's my favorite track on the album. No nice. other reason than that. <laughs> so there you go. At the, the number four at the drive-ins, Inter Alia Holtz Claw. <laughs>
1: have a number three
0: all right what's your number three
1: my number three is another is another it has another number pun that i actually didn't plan on oh dear <laughs> my number three is thrice woven by wolves in the throne room okay <laughs> shall i shall Go, i yes, explain any, some of those any, words
0: anytime i say okay means <laughs> i probably haven't heard it
1: okay so Wolves in the Throne Room are an atmospheric black metal band from Olympia, Washington. Uh-huh. Whose music is sort of, like, rooted in Pacific Northwest folklore and, like, the forest and that kind of shit. Think Agaloc, Agle- Agle- but no clean singing. I gotcha. And, and, like, no folky instrumentation, so it's all... It's all in, like, the atmosphere and the lyrical content.
0: Well, you're taking away everything that I liked about Agalok.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Wolves in the Throne Room are sort of, like, black metal light, but they are definitely a black metal band. Gotcha. So if you don't like some of the high-pitched... Not quite Danny Filthian high-pitched, but, like, higher-pitched screechy metal vocals. Uh-huh.
0: Do they have a hard to read band logo?
1: Um, they've got two alternate band logos. Oh. One is clear and the other one is not. <laughs> gotcha. I feel like I think I think they used one initially and then transitioned to the other over time. Gotcha. This is actually the band that got me into black metal, which is why I'm kind of biased when I say this is my number 3 because it basically, it's this. This album is the sound of a forest fire. Oh, so whereas just,
0: whereas Agalocks "The Mantle" is the sound of complete and utter winter in the middle of a forest, yeah. this is the opposite.
1: Yeah, this is like I, I'd say it's <laughs> it's aggressive and raging, but much like a forest fire fertilizes the soil, there's a, there's like hopefulness strung throughout the album. Nice like the uh touching on the themes of the transition from one to the from one state to the next there's a song in the album called the old ones are with us and it starts off with this little narration talking about how winter has turned into spring oh so yeah it's that's uh, clever
0: i like shit like that
1: it's hippie (laughs) black metal
0: (laughs) gotcha hmm
1: and I've chosen the album closer track Fires Roar in the Palace of the Moon because it's a nice 11-minute full-bore Wolves in the Throne Room experience for y'all. Because we we
0: needed a few of those Taylor tracks in here that were going to break that 10-minute mark.
1: Yeah, I mean, it had to happen eventually. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm surprised you've shown this much restraint so far.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could have. There's a couple of there's a couple of songs I could have gone longer on. <laughs> So Polly
0: Yo, I'm here. I'm still here. Still doing crack that up. thing where I pretend that we were gone for a while and you're, you're getting my attention again. I'm still sticking with that shtick.
1: Yeah, we might as well. It's a it's a rhythm now. Yeah. Uh so let's crack your top three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give us the first egg in your three egg omelet. The first egg it's from her it's from our boy Kung Fu Kenny. Kendrick Lamar's
0: damn. Yeah. As, yeah, like, this album deserves to be here. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, I listened to this album so much this year. It's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's just fantastic all around. We've already talked at great length about it. But we will now talk about the song that I chose. Uh, because it's the one of the more interesting collaborations on the record. It is a song <laughs> called Triple X. Yeah. Uh, and Taylor, <laughs> who does this track feature?
1: It features you two. Yeah, that you two.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, I saw this. I saw this on the track list, and I was just like, "What? Like, is there just like a rapper named You Two or something? Like that? I don't know about. Maybe it's some European guy I've never heard of or something." And then you get to the track, and no, Bono's actually singing in the second half of this song. Yeah. What the crap? How did you get that to happen?
1: (sighs) Hey, man. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, He knows somebody. Who knows somebody? Who knows somebody?
0: Yeah. And this is just like one of those masterwork songs where it's just like two or three very distinctive parts that just, and there's this big, Beat switch in the middle and like Kendrick's kind of just doing the thing that he do, um, and ripping the beat to shreds. Um
1: oh, this is a hard song. This is it a hard ass song. Like he it goes, goes all in.
0: <laughs> he goes fucking all in, and it's just like one of my favorite songs of the year. Just oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah, like so. Just enjoy it. It's Kendrick Lamar's damn triple x featuring fucking you too here you go
2: america. god bless you if it's good to you america please take my
4: Throw a stake off the ark to a pool full of sharks, he'll take it Leave him in the wilderness with a sworn nemesis, he'll make it Take the gratitude from him, I bet he show you something,
2: more.
4: I chip a nigga, a little bit of nothing I chip a nigga, a little bit of nothing I chip a nigga, a little bit of nothing i chip a nigga, then throw the blower in his lap, walk myself to the court like, bitch, I did that, X-rated. Johnny don't wanna go to school no more, no more. Johnny said books ain't cool no more. Johnny wanna be a rapper like his big cousin. Johnny called a body yesterday out hustling. God bless America, you know we all love him. Yesterday I got a call like from my dog, like one-on-one, said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds He was sobbing, he was mobbing, way belligerent and drunk, talking out and said philosophy on what the Lord had done He said, kid, can you pray for me? It been a fucked up day for me, I know that you anointed show me how to overcome, he was looking for some closure, hoping I can bring him closer to the spiritual, my spirit do no better, but I told him I can't sugarcoat the answer for you, this is how I feel If somebody killed my son, that means somebody getting killed, tell me what you do for love loyalty and passion enough, all the memories collected, moments you can never touch, I wait in front of niggas and watching me hit this block, I catch a nigga leaving service if that's all I got I chip a nigga, then throw the blower in his lap, Walk myself to the court, like bitch I did that, ain't no black power, when your baby killed by a coward, I can even keep the peace don't you fuck up when the hours, it be murder in the street, it be bodies in the hour ghetto me on the street, paramedics on the down. let somebody touch Touch my mama, touch my sister, touch my woman, touch my daddy, touch my niece, touch my nephew, touch my brother. You should chip a nigga, then you throw the floor in his lap. Matter of fact, I'm about to speak at this convention, call you back. offices, banks, employees, and bosses with Homicidal thoughts, Donald Trump's in office We lost Barack and promised to never doubt him again But is America honest or do we bask in sin? Pass the chin, I mix it with American blood Then bash your men, you crippin' or you married to blood I'll ask again, oops, accident, it's nasty when Set us up, then roll a dice, then bet us up. You overnight the big rifles, then tell Fox to be scared of us. Gang members are terrorists, etc., etc. America's reflections of me. That's what
3: America does. It's not a place. This country is to be a cell.
0: Taylor, now it's now it's now now we're really down to the wire.
1: Yeah, we're getting down to the we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, folks. What's it gonna be? What am I gonna say? Who could it possibly be? Could it possibly be? What could it possibly be? My number two, my number two is Mass Seduction by Saint Vincent. Hey, that's a good (laughs) album. Yes, it's a really good album. Yeah. So I was I've been thinking I was trying to think of something I haven't already said about this album and a thought did occur to me while we were break while we were uh I mean breaking for a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, while we were away not recording for a day. Totally not just doing this 10 minutes afterward.
1: Yeah, so the way that this album kind of blends all of these different uh musical styles into this one perfect little melting pot of uh joy. I've decided that this is what the Gorillas album should have sounded like.
0: Absolutely fucking lutely because holy shit
1: is that gorilla's a piece of shit that gorilla's album is the
0: worst fucking album of the year
1: yeah uh i'm having trouble thinking did i listen to a worse album than that no i
0: didn't i will like there is nothing i heard this year that was more trash than that gorilla's album
1: yeah oh no i listened to a worse album oh did you uh, yeah, Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile's uh, collaboration "Lot of Sea Lice." Ah, So here's the thing: I like Courtney Barnett. I had never actually heard Kurt Vile before, right. but all my indie but all my indie rock friends just you know suck his dick like down to the balls. Right, just all in. Uh he fucking sucks. Oh, he is horrible. I don't know why people like him. That's probably why people like him. Like, his voice, uh, he, s- he sounds like your friend who does a bad Jay Maskus impersonation.
0: Oh no! <laughs> oh no!
1: And after this, Polly's gonna go listen to that, because I'm gonna force her to, and oh, she's gonna tell god. me how right I am. Oh god! <laughs> so yeah, Gorillas is saved by the fact that I just fucking hate Kurt Weill so much, apparently. Which is really, I really wanted to like that record because Courtney Barnett's half is really good. (laughs) Oh, uh, roundabout, uh, roundabout honorable mention, uh, Courtney Barnett's wife, Jen Clower, released a self-titled album that's pretty good. It's like, it's like lighthearted singer-songwriter stuff, so. Ah, gotcha. If you like that kind of thing. So yeah, Mass Seduction is a good (laughs) record. It's a great record. And my title drop here is the title track, Mass Seduction.
0: Because you can't turn off what turns you on, baby.
1: I hold you like a weapon, mass destruction.
0: <laughs> Man, I just can't help but want to dance in my seat, and I'm not even listening to that track.
1: Yeah, it's. Ah, uh, it's so good. I want you.
0: Everybody listening to this track right now, I want you to get down with your bad self.
1: Dance like no one's watching. Dance like no one's watching. You
0: can even (laughs) touch touch yourself if you want. It's a sexy song. Go for it.
3: Mm -hmm. Black saints and a lady playing knock our soul. Romantic, slumped on the kitchen floor. Lons in stress position, smoking marble rose. Lolita is weeping, the bride is beautiful. My seduction, my seduction. I can't turn off what turns me on.
1: Polly. hey, hey, I'm still here. Let's cut the wire down a little closer. What is your number
0: two? Number two. Well, hey, as we mentioned last episode on Christmas Day, Mr. Jamie Moline and Micah Render <laughs> gave us a couple, gave, gave us, a, gave us a nice big uh, Christmas uh, treat in our stocking, and uh, in the form of Run the Jewels three. Uh, it is the, it's the most well put together of the three Run the Jewels albums. I kind of feel that, like, this is the one where it all came together perfectly.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's... the
0: first two, like, I feel that they're spotty a bit, but I still love them to death. But I can still, but I acknowledge the fact that they're both kind of flawed in different ways. Whereas Run the Jewels 3 is just a powerhouse start to finish. Even with an off-the-wall Danny Brown feature on a track. <laughs> Which, hey, I like yeah. I, I, I like Danny Brown now though, so I can't complain too much. But there's just some music he don't work on well.
1: Yeah, like Bus Driver. <laughs> oh God, uh, no! I, I will. Never. I actually like. I actually like the Danny Brown feature here. <laughs> yeah, the Danny Brown feature
0: here is good. You should listen to Atrocity Exhibition. I don't think you ever did.
1: Uh, probably not. I'll put it on. I'll put it on the spin since you know. Now I'm not in full on consume all of the new music so that i can have an objectively good list at the end of the year mode
0: yeah this is like the the only two weeks of the year now i feel where we're allowed to like listen to things that are older
2: yeah
0: like we could actually go back and check out other recommendations now that we're not just being constantly pelted with new cds and albums all over the fucking place
1: yeah, uh, yeah. i mean let's put it this way uh my number one not to spoil anything, but it dropped the same day as Cradle of Filth's Cryptoriana, The Seductiveness of Decay. Yep. And while that's actually, I actually think that's a pretty good record, uh-huh. I just I just didn't have time to listen to it as much as I kind of self-imposed require on myself before I put it in a top ten.
0: I only listened to that record once and didn't feel a need to come back to it.
1: Yeah, it's not as good as Hammer of the Witches. Die. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah Run
0: the Jewel's three. Um the the track that I chose from it is pretty uh I don't know where I say that. I, it's a track that means a lot to me. It's Thursday night in the danger room. Uh it's uh it deals with some pretty heavy shit. Um like, you know, dealing with the, the you know dealing with a friend who's dying and how you deal with that. Um, and uh Killer Mike's verse about having lost a friend over some petty street shit and how that fallout, you know, affected that person's family. And, like, the sentiment that Mike leaves that conversation on is so strong. Um, And I think that's just, like, Thursday night in the Danger Room and uh, message to the Shareholders Kill Your Masters are, you know, it's just, like, this... It's rough music. (laughs) Yeah, it's like this one two punch of an amazing way to end an album. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, here's Thursday Night in the Danger Room from Run the Jewels 3.
5: get dancing when you ask the universe wide life is a journey to live is the worry The love is the lose your damn mind but living's is the blessing so i'm not stressing because some of my friends they survive that's the release but a much bigger piece is of living on limited time like how do you look in the eyes of a friend and i cry when you know that they're dying and how do you feel about yourself when you notice sometimes you would wish they were gone not because you didn't love them but just because you felt too weak to be strong you couldn't bear to see someone who prided themselves on the strength to feel weak guilty of randomness holding for ransom their life and they're fading their dreams you see that they're fighting and know that they're losing but still you make jokes when you laugh cause you know despite all the sadness that you better get the good times while they last now every new word that they speak you are already feeling like it's in the past and when they are gone you just try to move on cause the memory's hurting too bad I've grown up so much and I wonder who you'd have become if you stuck for a while just know that I love you your friend ain't forget you now when I remember I smile but I guess I say I see you
6: soon. I see you soon. But the truth is that I see you now. I see you now. I still talk to you like you're around. Like you around. But I guess I say you left, too soon. you left too soon. But the truth is that you never left. never left. Cause I never let myself forget. We stumble blind through depths of the dog, Looking for something divine Life is a journey to live is to suffer And I have been suffering through mine But living's a blessing so I ain't no stressing Cause some of my niggas ain't rhyme And he got no drama but his baby mama Is still on my line and she crying I search for the words to give her some comfort but her soul and spirit in mind I tell her that it'll be fine But deep down I know that I'm lying The family came to rings in his chain, the bank took the house and the ride. The only thing left was his child, and she had a smile in his eyes. So much to the soul when the grandmama kept her, she looked at her sometimes and cried. The very next day she cried, and day after day she cried. Then called baby mama and told her, I'm sorry, can't keep her no more, I have tried. No killer was captured, but I know he listened, so I'd like to tell you in song. The streets was a jungle, I pray that you made it, I hope that you righted your wrongs. I hope that you learned, I hope that you change. so your mama won't notice pain. So my homie's name will mean something more than a nigga got killed for a change. But I guess i say i see you soon. But the truth is that I see you now. Still talk to you like you're around.
0: all right taylor it's almost time yep (laughs) it's time to lay it all out here it is the album of the year, but I ain't gonna let you do that yet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna make you do first?
1: What am I gonna do?
0: We're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do our ten to two one more time. All Just right. Give him the quick rundown.
1: Yeah. So my ten to two. Number ten is Run the Jewels three. Number nine is Marilyn Manson's Heaven Upside Down. Number eight is Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Damn. You gotta you got emphasize it, because it's all caps. Yes. Primus' The Desaturating Seven is my number seven. Paul Bearer's Heartless is my number six. Kang Ding Ray's Hyper Opal Mantis is number five. Godflesh's Post Self is number four. Wolves in the Throne Room's Thrice Woven is number three. And St. Vincent's Mass Seduction is number two.
0: My number ten is Saint Vincent's Mass Seduction. Number nine is Paul Bear's Heartless. Number eight is Title of the Creator's Flower Boy. Number seven is Open Mike Eagle Brick Body Kids Still Daydream. Number six is Joey Badass's All American Badass. Number five is Marilyn Manson's Heaven Upside Down. Number four is At the Drive ins Enter Alia. Number three is Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Number two is Run the Jewels 3. Taylor spoil them honey because we both have out al- we both have the same album of the year do we not
1: yeah we have the same album of the year <laughs> so my number one let's just say mine let's just say the, the number one album of the year the album of the year not, featuring the song of the year for sure is Chelsea wolf's hiss spun this record fucking incredible this this record is mind blowing it's
0: it is mind blowing it is emotionally heavy yeah like, this
1: is it's raw it's guttural it's intense oh, it's kind of difficult to listen to in some ways
0: she's she has opened herself in a way with this record that it's just you don't expect people to go there yeah and like all like like all the kudos in the world to her for having the courage to live through her music that way, uh yeah. because that's not easy to do um but man, this album had such an impact on me like the, just the first time I heard it, I was literally bowled into the floor, pancaked, yeah. just like a steamroller. this record will bowl you the fuck over.
1: This is my vinyl album of the year, by the way.
0: This album sounds fantastic on vinyl,
1: too. It really, really does. Because it's got a... Especially if you have, like, a subwoofer with your system. This album has some really deep, just fucking pummeling low end. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. And, you know, Chelsea Wolfe is really... Really stretching her vocal range to the limit here. Yes and she's actually got cuz she she goes like all the way up into her soprano register in some songs yeah and kind of like dips into her into what she can manage in contralto in a couple of songs mm-hmm. and just the guitar playing is you know not like you know the most shreddy face meltingest guitar playing on the planet but it's so like memorable and slithery.
0: It's the tone. Like, the tone is captured so well on this record. Like, I just... Man, with headphones. Just listen to that thing with headphones. It's so gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I think this is like... So, if I had to say, I would say that this is probably Kurt Ballou of God City Studios, like engineering yeah high point <laughs> yeah like I this is such an amazing
0: sounding record yeah so what what track did you pick from uh, <laughs> the amazing hiss spun
1: oh my the track I picked is track uh num track number seven which I believe opens the second vinyl disc mmm is Twin Fawn, which is the best song of the year. Absolutely. It's like,
0: how do I follow that up? Like, as soon as, like, we were going back and forth on Twitter, it was just like, uh, Taylor immediately said, like, she'd pick Twin Fawn, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> like, that's the song of the year! How do you follow up the song of the year? I went with The Culling.
1: It's another great song, but they're all great.
0: great song, but we are gonna play these two bitches... Back to back, so you're gonna get Twin Fawn, then the Calling.
1: I was I was tempted to suggest Scrape. Another good Another good pick. But I think you have to listen to the whole album to get to Scrape.
0: Yeah. To
1: really appreciate that one. Yeah. But Twin Fawn and the Calling, nah, You can just hear those. Yeah. So holy
0: fuck! Just Just get yo know, get your ears glued on. Enjoy you are going to be listening to the primest fucking shit of the year with Chelsea Wolf's Hisspun. <laughs> to the end of another year of fantastic tunes I think we did a fantastic job here today
1: yes yep. lots of good music to be heard
0: there's so much good shit out there um, I mean I don't really know what else I can say um, we're gonna try and get another podcast project off of the ground uh, next year uh, we mentioned it on the Cast anniversary cast a while back, but we didn't get end up getting to it at the uh because uh, the back end of the year kind of sucked,
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody got super busy or sick, yeah or otherwise,
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna be trying to get that you you definitely you know God is in the podcast we'll be we'll be we'll be getting to work on that sometime All soon right. uh so um. Uh, I guess with that, uh, Taylor, again, thanks for joining me once again to do. As always, this. it was wonderful. This is an amazing thing that we get to do every year. Just like yeah. to look back at the best shit that music had to offer. And like, hey, even if something you like's not on this list, it doesn't invalidate it. You do you, baby boo. We love you just the same. Uh, music music's the language of love right like you know love what you love what you love but realize that what we like is better uh, yeah anyway we're gonna get on out of here we hope you all have a nice holiday season and all that and a happy new year and listen to more fucking death grips
1: and chelsea wolf <laughs>
0: and chelsea wolf definitely go listen go check out her catalog if you
1: haven't yeah seriously like she is Ch- the best just start from his spawn and work your way backwards that's actually a good progression yeah. later folks bye